Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. My guest this week is a comic, a writer for the hard times, and she might have a book coming out soon. Erin McLaughlin. Erin, how's it going? Great. We just did this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Calling me Fake. out. You know, I just recorded a podcast with Sally, who's here, <laughs> and she didn't call me out for it. Sally's my biff. Um, but uh, before we get into anything, where can people find you? Erin um, McLaughs on Instagram, Erin McLaughlin. Um, actually, another plug is me and comedian uh, Peter Clark Deutsch have a satirical GoFundMe fundraising website coming out called Jump Kick. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. Cool. Jumpkick.com. Either jumpkick.com.net.gov.org. Just try all of them. I don't know yet. I think you might be hard pressed <laughs> I to think get it's, a .gov. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's .com. .edu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, guys, follow me on Instagram at James P. Crowley, on Twitter at James P. Crowley68. Uh, and Aaron, do you have any shows coming up that you want to plug or? Um, I don't remember the dates of them. Do you want you? You could shout. Can, I'll uh, I'll shout out mine while yeah. you're checking that. Uh, I'm gonna be at Lucy's Laugh Lounge April third with Frankie Becerra. Uh, we're doing a show. Frankie and James do half hours. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Check that out. I'm really nervous about doing thirty minutes, but I'm excited for it. I'm also going to be at the comic strip on March twenty fourth for my audition. I'm stoked. I'm nervous. Uh, come out to that because I'd like to get past. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm on the roast of Peter Clark Deutsch along Same. with Aaron on March 20th at White Plains Comedy Club. Uh, if you know Peter or if you want to see us make fun of a skinny white boy, yes, uh, come out to the roast of Peter Clark douchebag. Yes, I am trying to find this show uh, at Center Tavern in Jersey. Uh, I, oh, it's what day is the day of Peter's show again? March 20th. Okay, so um, March 19th, I think I am at Center Tavern in Jersey. I am hosting. I am going to be the worst fucking host in the world, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, and then I'm on Bill Cannon's show, Lucy's Laugh Lounge. I think that's the 14th, I think. 14th. March 14th. Yes. Um, and then the roast. This might Peter. be out after that, but I'm not sure. We'll okay, see. You well. know. <laughs> <laughs> if any of these have already happened, uh, you know. Comics don't go to shows. That's so true. it's fine. <laughs> some people, some normal people like this podcast. <laughs> um, sure. But uh, before we get into the playlist, uh, what have you been listening to lately? This is your second time on the podcast. I've been listening to the song Old Friends by Pine Grove, Ooh. like all day. Alex G. As usual, the Sandman himself, um, Modest Mouse, it's just all the usual indie bullshit. Uh, <laughs> it never ends. The sadness, sad music never, ever ends. Um, Bright Eyes is literally up right now. Um, but I mostly listen to either my sad indie bullshit playlist or my chill hop playlist or... If I'm at the gym, I'll listen to fun stuff. <laughs> uh, girl power stuff, as Sally just did her episode on. Um, Soft awesome. indie, hard indie. Cool. I'm just listing all my playlists. 
dope. Um, all right, well, let's hop right into it. Uh, the theme of this playlist is songs that are actually short stories. Um, what was what drew you to this? What was kind of your approach? Um, just because I'm a, a writer. Yeah. So I, I and the song that we're this both is a, literary. Yes. People. And <laughs> the song. Um, what inspired me to want to do it is uh, this is a sneak peek at a song that's on later. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Escape the Pina Colada song. <laughs> oh, is, we'll I think talk the about best, that. Uh, we will. Uh, I think it's the best literary like story song in all of history because it just has such a story. We'll, so we'll get into that. In I, a little we bit. will. We will get into it. But that's kind of what. Um, kind of clicked for me cool. and I was like I want to find other songs like that I feel like just my taste in music tends to lean that way because I'm a I was an English major so yeah. I'm like that has a story I'm down uh-huh. um, if you could tell a story in three minutes I'm game mm-hmm. but let's hop right into it with your first pick which uh, was on your first playlist on your first episode of this I think there were two repeat songs were uh, there two maybe there are uh, Gates by the Menzingers yes and the story behind it. Well, the the line that sticks out to me is, uh, it's not hard to fall for a waitress when, when you both, both smoke, smoke, smoke the, the same, same cigarettes. cigarettes. What is that song even about? I just remember that was like very literary, that line. It's it's a, yeah. It, CVS parking lot. To me, it, well, in the context of the album, it works in conge- conjunction with like, songs like Casey mm-hmm. where like he's talking about being in love with this waitress and like waiting mm-hmm. for her to get off her shift breaks mm-hmm. and you know you kind of have these songs that are intense and sad and you know like it's like okay I'm you know it's told from the perspective of like someone that's just kind of having a weird rough summer and they have nothing else to do except sit around in diners and then go get wasted after and mm-hmm. show up hungover. Mm-hmm. And like, I always think of like John Cheever and Flannery O'Connor uh, with this, just like two like writers. John Cheever was based in Westchester actually. Oh. Um, so like there's a lot of like that, that I see in it where I'm like, okay, this is very much me like hanging out in diners with my friends. Yeah. What does he talk about? Um, rich people getting wasted and having shitty lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I can relate to, I think the men singers accidentally inspired my writing. Uh, they yeah. like them talking about parking lots, like CVS parking lot. Yeah. 
cigarettes, you know, all that like uh, debauchery shit kind of is. Um, but maybe this song's a little more poetic than story. Yeah. Um, at least the the way it's told, the lyrics. I always see it as like the this is the moment after like it's both the moment that everything is falling apart and the moment that you're trying to reconcile your life with it where it's you know you'll be seated as diners lovers you'll get the check as friends for the better oh yeah yeah and then <laughs> you're going up to the gates to throw my lonely soul away and it's saying like <laughs> i it, it's like fuck you i'm yeah. done like i you know you don't get to make me feel this way somehow the men singers got their hands on my high school diary <laughs> <laughs> i feel that yeah but yeah it's it's such a great song great album it is love on the impossible past mm -hmm. um yeah i always think of like an ugly drunken confrontation with it yeah um, but yeah also want to take the time to shout out um on the impossible pod who has sponsored episodes of this podcast really in the past um and some of my ads are on their podcast um cheska's great fun podcast they break cool. down every menzinger song on on the impossible past that's awesome yeah but uh let's go into my first pick which is ziggy stardust by david bowie <laughs> Jamming good with weird and gilly And the spiders from Mars They played it left hand But made it too far Became the special man Then we were Ziggy's band Ziggy really sang Screwed up eyes and screwed down hairdo like some cat from Japan He could lick him by smiling He could leave him to hang Became on so loaded man Well hung and snow white tan um, I figure uh, David Bowie doesn't really get talked about a lot in the canon of like storytellers mm -hmm. but I think that this album has a lot of that mm -hmm. where he's just sort of, you know, talking from the, it's, it's a story about an alien rock star, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, he's also like tragic and like, you know, kind of like gender fluid and it's intense. And like, I always think of like this being told from the perspective of like a jealous backing band mm. that's like we we bitched about his fans and let's crush uh, you know and mm. it's just like a true rock legend mm -hmm. you know i hadn't heard of the song at least i've heard it um probably background music somewhere but i was listening to it i just really liked it oh yeah it, it's awesome. Well, yeah, obviously it's like <laughs> a hit. Classic. It's an iconic song. Yeah. You never heard of AJJ's cover of it? No. Oh, AJJ does a cover of it oh, on cool. like an early like uh, compilation or something. It's cool. Oh, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I also would really like to hear a uh, a uh, a Ziggy Stardust song at some point. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's go into your 
next pick, which is We Are Nowhere and It's Now by Bright Eyes. If you hate the taste of wine, why do you drink it till you're blind? And if you swear that there's no truth, and who cares? How come you say it like you're right? Salvation that you want. You see stars that clear have been dead for years, but the idea just lives on in our wheels that roll around as we moved over the ground. And all day it seems we've been in between. Yeah, kind of reminds me of Gates a little bit because yeah. there's this one lyric that uh, Connor Oberst is like, um, uh, I walk to my favorite neon sign where the waitress looks concerned, but she never says a word. Uh, just turns the jukebox on and we hum along and I smile back at her. So it's like being in love with a waitress. I really, <laughs> <laughs> I really like. Have the you lyric. ever been a waitress? Yes. Okay. Yes, and I never had a romance come out of it <laughs> ever. Uh, it's only creepy guys, uh, creepy old guys. I never had. Who a say I just want a regular a burger. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just um, want a what you a burger? Like they'll always. I worked at Bear Burger, which is okay. like a vegan gluten-free uh, options type of place where everything tastes healthy. Ugh. Um, I love Bear Burger, though. But uh, they guys would be like, I just want a regular burger. No. Like their wives dra- drag them there, right. and they're like, I'm like, okay, just you know, build your own burger. But no, no, Doesn't no Bear indie burger boy ever fell in love with me there. Doesn't Fair Burger also have like uh, what's it called, like ostrich burgers and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I feel like the time uh, I wrote that this is sort of about a restaurant that you take solace in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. And that might have just been the way that I read it because like I I spend a lot of time in like bars and coffee shops mm-hmm. where I'm like I know the barista, I know the bartender. How's yeah. it going? Yeah. This is where I come when I'm sad. This is where I come when I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. It's like it's very um, kind of has a routine sound to it. Like yeah. it's something he does. My favorite neon sign. I really like that because he's not saying it's a diner, but like you know that it is. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to uh, to, to Gates. Gates in that in that way. But when I was listening to it yesterday, I was like, huh, this isn't really a story. Besides that part, it's more just. It stuck out to me because it's so literary. Well, I think a lot of songs that are story-like, it's hard to give like a complete beginning, middle, end with a song, but mm-hmm. it gives you like a slice of life, which mm-hmm. is like what I feel like a lot of what someone like Flannery O'Connor does in a lot of her writing, mm-hmm. um, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like what? Um, I'm I'm trying to remember stuff uh, like. I haven't finished it, but I'm reading one of her short stories called A Stroke of Good Luck or A Stroke of Good Fortune or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, like, 
I like get a vibe of what it is, but I it doesn't feel like it's like going to end in a specific place. It's just like this is just it. Where like, and she has stories that have like a more traditional, like a good man is hard to find. Really, kind of gives you a little bit of that slice of life, but then it gets really intense at the end. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm looking for more stories to check out. She's great. I'm reading a book of her short stories I could loan you when I finish it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's go into my next pick, which is a Menzinger song, Uh, Bad Catholics. We should have never thought that we could get stoned and drive around with just a half a pack of smokes. Bottle of clear we were pilgrim the turkey hill on main ave and west side when you guess the only thing we had to fear would be flashing the lights in our rear view mirror this time they got us it's all over now you were praying hail mary's for an escape route That's, I forgot about that song until I heard it. I was like, oof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always related to it because I'm a bad Catholic. <laughs> but um, I kind of, I like the literary device that Greg uses where he writes in both the past and present. Mm. Where he's like, okay, this song, like this first verse is like a memory where he's talking about, you know, driving around, you know, with a, a like a girl that he knows from church. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're hanging out. We're going to buy some booze. We're like speeding. We're smoking cigarettes. It was like Ma- half a pack of cigarettes. Was yeah, it yeah. enough or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. We never should have thought that we could get stoned and drive around with just a half pack. Yeah. And like, it's great. And then it's like, and now the cops are behind us. And it's like, well, thank God that uh-huh. like your dad like is a regular at the church and knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like flash forward to, you know, 10, 20 years later where it's like, oh, we're at this picnic and like, I have all these memories of you, but you're here with your husband and you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and like, you know, I I have my life, but like, you're like, I'm so glad that you have it together. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking at you like you, everyone thinks that you're like this pure, innocent person, but you're not. Uh Yeah, and I kind of I, I don't know. I, I can relate that. to that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a cool track, and like I don't know, I feel like I relate to it a lot just because I grew up in Catholic school and going to church, so mm-hmm. I know all that shit. Mm-hmm. You would have never imagined that uh, two people with the names McLaughlin and Crowley, who are also comedians, would be bad Catholics. <laughs> would you? <laughs> I I mean, when I when I was younger, I was a better Catholic. Yeah. Um, where li- I used to read at church in high school and stuff. Mm. Like it was community service work for <laughs> high school, but oh, okay. you know, I I was in the church and people liked me. But I was like, you guys wouldn't even know what I do when I get out of here. Uh-huh. And then I put on a Metallica T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm so cool. I see how you can relate to the men singers then, yeah. especially this song. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's roll into your next pick, which is "Smell Yo Dick" <laughs> by. <laughs> Risque featuring 
Aviance, Aviance, and Real. I really. Something's going on. Can I smell your dick? Don't play me like a fool, cause that ain't cool. So, what you need to do is let me smell your dick. Why you coming home? Five in the morning. Something's going on. Can I smell your dick? Don't play me like a fool, cause that ain't cool. So, what you need to do is let me smell your dick. It's four o'clock and I'm sleeping. It's late night and you creeping. You could've told me I'm really have no idea who any of those people are okay but, but you chose this song <laughs> so. I, yes because i think it has a story to it yeah it, it does so no, it, it goes, really um, does why are you coming home at five in the morning something's going on can i smell your dick don't play me like a fool because that ain't cool something's going on <laughs> can i smell your dick and then it goes into the the girls uh, rapping and the girls rapping um and then it goes into the club and then you hear his side of the story right you get to hear both There's yeah which is interesting oh i Switching i love him i'm <laughs> i'm all on this guy's side <laughs> he's like he's like it's not my fault people like me i hang out with strippers you know yeah, i'm he's so like, cool i wasn't fucking her like we were <laughs> dancing um and then it's like oh and the story is kind of like um you know why uh like it's like he was creeping inside the house she heard him coming in right. at five in the morning so that's like setting yeah there's a lot of different imagery in this <laughs> what do you think his dick smells like um you know i i think he's fine you think he's innocent <laughs> i think he's innocent i, I don't think so you know, and like, well, so then there's the part of me that thinks like, well, what if he's wearing a condom? But I guess his dick would smell like latex then. But I don't know. Mm. Is this a thing that people do? Like, I, I, I'm asking both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Is this that smelling? I have, have, have either of you guys like been with a guy and then you're like, I need to smell your dick. I don't trust you. Uh, maybe if I think I have a yeast infection. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I did no, no. Are you not? I, I think I have a yeast infection, but no, I'm not. <laughs> Wait, so Sally, if you want to hop on the mic really quick, have you ever had? To, have you ever asked a guy, "Can I smell your dick"? Um, not in a serious manner. Okay. But I mean, they have not come home, and I've wanted to. Okay. But they're like, "No, you can't smell my dick," and I was like, "When you fall asleep, I might." <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. But the, the thing is, like, this um, this song, I listened to it yesterday. Then I had a dream where I got cheated on. And right. it was like, oh, it was an intense dream. And uh, fuck this song. <laughs> no, no, I love this song. This is a good song. But I've been listening to it for the past two weeks. <laughs> and I was Since like, you made the playlist. Yeah, and I was like... I I like that, like, story. of I think of all the songs on this playlist, it's the most lighthearted. Yes. Like this one is the most fun and it's it's the most likely to generate laughs. 
Right. And I purposely put it between the men's zingers and bright eyes for yes. your enjoyment. <laughs> or or not between after, after. bright eyes. <laughs> well, it's so jarring. And like even when I saw the title, I was like, what the fuck is this? You haven't heard that song before? I I might have, but I don't a long it, time uh, ago. Yeah, I didn't know it. It's classic. But uh let's roll into my next pick, which is Cancer by My Chemical Romance. Yeah. <laughs> Could get me a drink of water Cause my lips are chapped and faded Call my Aunt Marie Help her gather all my things And bury me in all my favorite colors My sisters and my brothers still Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, this is light. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, first person perspective song. I don't know. I figure like I could have chosen a lot of songs off the Black Parade because mm-hmm. they're all kind of literary and they all they all play into a story. I feel like this is the most distinctive part where it's just him talking to his relatives as he's dying. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know. I think that that's kind of beautiful and sad and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a little over dramatic, but it's also kind of like he's writing a eulogy for himself. Yeah. And it's a know. sad song. You know. It's a lot of shit. I wonder what his dick smells like. Probably <laughs> his dad or his? His. His um He's the one dying of cancer. Wait, really? Did I did I am I thinking of a different song? So when I saw it on the playlist, it was like I definitely have heard this a million times. But you might be thinking of Welcome to the Black Parade. I am. Like what my are some father took me into the yeah, city. Yeah, what are some lyrics from this that um, you can remember? I know I've Baby, heard it. I'm just soggy from the chemo and counting down the days to go. It just ain't living. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You okay, know. I know it. And his if dick, you say goodbye today. His dick probably smells like soggy radioactive <laughs> pussy no i don't know <laughs> hey there's a I'm there's a lot of, of sexy stuff in uh in the black parade yeah, so you know that's maybe that's true that music video yeah yeah it's beautiful but uh let's keep on rolling along into your next pick which is sleepwalking by modest mouse <laughs> Thank you. 
I don't know if who I don't own a T-shirt from. Yes, you do. <laughs> We're gonna go over this again. James owns a T-shirt that is the color of this wall. That it's no a cream <laughs> because it's <laughs> it's a cream-colored T-shirt, faded, and it has a bowl on it. Um, I don't think you have it, but I, I, I think I you know have, I don't have. I, th- <laughs> I think you have a maybe Mountain Goats shirt that's similar. Yeah, I have a lot. And of, I feel yeah. like it's a shirt you would have. Yeah. Maybe I'll get it for you for your birthday. When's your birthday? Um, June 8th. I'm a okay, Gemini. Okay, well, probably won't, but um, <laughs> just pretend I did. Um, I Wait, so this song, I think it's literary. I don't know how much of a story it has, but like the part about... Um, the white trash boys listen to their headphones blasting white noise in the convenience store parking lot. And it's also about um, him and a girl who, you know, go into their friend's parents' liquor cabinet and get drunk. So it's like, it's a very um, I, first love song. That's kind of what I wrote, where it's like about young love, but it's like everything is shitty, but you're able to distract yourself because mm-hmm. you're young and in love. Yeah. And it's also nice. like, what is the parentheses? It's like um, prom couples only song, prom um, dance only song. Couples only dance prom night. There might be more than that, yeah. but. So it's yeah. definitely first love. Yeah. And I used to listen to this in high school and then uh, was reminded of it again uh, a few years later. Um, but it's just like, it's such a young love tale. But, like, I don't know what the beginning, middle, and end is. It just has a lot of imagery yeah. in it that and I really like. Yeah, it's another one of those, like, slice-of-life things where, like, a little, like, like dazed and confused mm-hmm. where, like, a lot of things happen. But, yeah. like, it's not... You're not necessarily going somewhere, but, you know, really, uh, how many days of your life do you have a story arc, <laughs> you know? That's true. That's true. And I feel like all these, a lot of these songs have parking lots in them. Every yeah, story well I've ever you. written has, <laughs> every story I've ever written has a parking lot in it. I don't know why I love parking lots so much. It just reminds spent me way too my much teenage time years. Lots. I have, and I wasn't even smoking most of the time. And I don't know why I love parking lots, but I just really, I write about them often. Probably from listening to the Menzinger so much, listening yeah. to Modest Mouse so much. Well, I know if I go on like a Menzinger's kick, I start writing like Greg Barnett. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, time to start listening to something else. <laughs> In what way? Uh, trying to emulate that sort of... Uh, I might have said this on our first podcast, but Dan Ozzy calls it dirtbag romanticism. Mm. And like trying to do that where it's like, I'm going to write these songs about... Um, you know, I don't know, like dating, but like they're going to be date. I'm going to write like romantic stuff, but it's dressed in leather and smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, but let's move on into my next pick, which is the Mountain Goats is Against Pollution.
down to the Catholic Church Cause something just came over me 45 minutes in the pews Praying the rosary when the last day has come um, I, I figure you can't do a story songs without the mountain goats. Right. Um, and like this is this is one of my favorites. I like listen to this song so much when I'm like depressed and mm-hmm. it's ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I this is from one of Darnell's two like more honest albums where he's talking about himself more so than like things like making up stories. Yeah. But I do think that this is mostly fictional. Um, where. You know, it's got that opening line, like, a year or so ago, I worked in a liquor store. A guy came in, tried to rob it. Mm -hmm. You know, I shot him in the face. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that it's a song about self-defense, and it's also a song about gun violence. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a... It's not going to Georgia. (laughs) It's not like, I'm coming with a gun, and we're gonna... I'm gonna shoot someone if you don't love me. You know, it's much more like, I did this, and, like now I sit and I reflect on this. Yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about this for a year. Mm -hmm. This is like a definitely fiction, I'd say. Otherwise, he'd be in jail. So (laughs) it's... um, I think he might have worked in a liquor store. Really? Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Probably. (laughs) I mean, you're probably right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right about that, knowing him. John Bernier. Yeah, he he wrote a book. Probably multiple books. He's written three. Yeah, what's the one? Is it? It has a blue and white cover. I think it's a uh, wolf and white van. Yeah, it's yeah. a very good book. I remember that. That was good. Um, yeah, this is definitely a story song. Very fictional character, character <laughs> conflict, all that. Yeah, and yeah, and I I think that you know there are a thousand mountain goat songs I could have picked mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Um, and there are some that are much more directly stories. <laughs> you know, you think of best ever death metal band in Denton or like Fall of the High School Quarterback. Um, but I think that, I don't know, this is like a Mountain Goats album that means a lot to me just because mm-hmm. it's kind of his like, I struggle with addiction album. Yeah. <laughs> and like as someone that drinks way too much, that's something that I relate to a lot. And like, me too. even though like, I've never shot someone in the face. <laughs> I've like, I've sat and just look out my window and I'm just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, same. yeah. But yeah, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which you've hinted at already. It's Escape, <laughs> the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. <laughs>
said this is the best literary story song in all of history. Here's how it goes for those of you who don't know. <laughs> it goes, so he's he puts an ad in the paper because he's bored of his wife. Yes. And they have a, a kind of... We don't know if it's his wife. Really? Oh, his lady. It could lady. be a girlfriend, his lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never realized that. I always assumed wife, but maybe like long-term relationship of some kind. Bored of her... Um, and, like, I guess they kind of lost touch and grew apart, so he puts an ad in the paper to try and cheat on her, uh, and then... Uh, Do we know or that no, they no, were no, going to cheat? No, 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 he responds to an ad, right? Uh, I don't remember. Either he puts an ad or she, or he responds to an ad. <laughs> he, he responds to an ad because his... Uh, I'm going to spoil it. His lady posted, um, if you like pina coladas getting caught in the rain, blah, 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 um... I'm the lady you've looked for. Write to me and escape. And he's like, ooh, tantalizing. And then he, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Facebook messages her. No. <laughs> he, he writes back to her. In the paper, I think. Yeah, in the paper. I yeah. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's just that that's her. weird, too, that yeah. it's like I have to write you a letter openly. <laughs> right, right. And then... Um, he meets her at a bar, and it's his lady. And I was surprised thinking about this yesterday. Or that listening they weren't to this. like, oh, wow, we've been together for so long and didn't know this about each other. I, that's surprising, but it's also surprising that like when he saw her walk in, he wasn't like, oh, fuck, she's going to be like, why am I here, blah, blah, blah. He was just like, oh, you're the lady in the paper. And then they, but then they discover, it's like they the rediscover the their love. <laughs> yeah, but like also like, you know, how do you not know that your wife or long-term relationship likes hates making love at midnight? Yeah, and hates champagne. No, they like, like the taste of like, champagne. Yeah, but don't you think they'd know that? Well, yeah, that's why it's a flawed song. Um, yeah. A good analogy, uh, which is on another episode that I did recently, is Lips of an Angel by Hinder, <laughs> <laughs> where it's just two people that are together that really shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is it's a song that kind of makes no sense <laughs> it's it like doesn't. when you break it down. And I, I also would have trust issues after that oh i'd be, I like, totally I'd be like how could you do that to me even though i did it to him you know well that's that's the sequel divorce the, <laughs> the whiskey on the rock song <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a very story song it is and yeah. i mean it, it the the twist is great if mm -hmm. we're being real oh, twist yeah. is fantastic yeah yeah it's the best plot twist i think is what i've said in music history that's fair yeah. um Actually, this might be the best plot twist in music history. My next pick, Stan by Eminem. But you still ain't calling I left myself, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom I sent two letters back in autumn You must not have got them There probably was a problem at the post office or something Sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them But anyways, 
What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant too. I'm about to be a father. If I have a daughter, guess what I'ma call her? I'ma name her Bonnie. I read about your uncle Ronnie too. I'm sorry. I had a friend self over. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to see you had some rap on there. Yeah. Well, because there. Uh, I almost didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I feel like a lot of rappers don't necessarily tell stories. They kind of. Like, I don't know. A lot of them are too honest mm-hmm. where like this is a work of fiction mm. um, and ruin the term Stan forever because yes. now everyone's like, I'm a Taylor Swift Stan. And I'm like, you never put your boyfriend in the back seat uh, in the trunk of your car and drove off of a bridge uh-huh. like fake fans. Ooh, that's scary. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't This is a classic Eminem track. And like it's it's one of his more thoughtful too, mm-hmm. where he's really reflecting on being famous and being like, oh yeah, I'm famous now and like people send me weird letters and it's creepy and mm-hmm. I don't like it, but uh, yeah, you know, so like it's told through these letters, which is also like a great literary device, I think. And like seeing Stan like slowly like unravel is great. And then mm-hmm. at the end when M's just like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And then he's like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. it was you yeah. is great. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a, a big twist. <laughs> it is. Yeah, And I like the, um, I think, I don't know if it was other songs have sampled from it or the beginning was a sample. It's a sample from yeah. a Dido song. It, from a what song? Dido. Okay, I've heard, it, I've heard it a lot in like chill hop and stuff. I, I could so, see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. I also mm-hmm. like there's a version he did with Elton John at the Emmys or at the Grammys. Who uh, Eminem? Eminem, um, wow. where Elton John sings the chorus. But like since it was TV, he had to censor it. Mm-hmm. And some of the censors are like weird. Really? <laughs> where he's like, uh, where he's like, it's pretty shitty, man. You're like his fucking idol. He changes it to like that's pretty crummy, man. You're like his favorite idol. And it's like by nature of that's an idol, uh, that's, that doesn't make sense. That's what it is. Yeah. But you know, gotta <laughs> censor it for TV. True. But uh, let's keep on moving along into your next pick, which is "Shame" by Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, featuring BJ the Chicago Kid. Yeah. I When I hit you up, I'm talking about banging something. Chill off in your crib and have a thing, probably make the stink or something. Girl, you like my bottom. Post my bill, pay for my lawyer. Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order. When you want to give me that pussy, you purchase some plane ticket. Work around town when I bust it down, then my shit like the lame did it. Got a dick with my dick's mirror lipstick. Basically, if this bitch play with me, she paying me. I'm on some pimp shit for real. It's 2 a.m. club, but about to close up. Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes up. Then I met you, kick game and followed you to the breakfast spot. Fuck you like I married you that night up in the Marriott. Feel like you got your cherry pop. Fuck you switching up positions. All this shit would never stop. Motherfucker in the mission. Um, Tell me a little bit about this. This song is reminds erotica. <laughs> a little bit. I slipped on a banana peel and fell in that pussy. That's a great <laughs> line. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the song's about rekindling an old love and like we don't have to be ashamed of it. And like, here we are again. I've been in certain situations where 
uh, that song was on at the right moment where it was like, here we are again. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. So this song just reminds me of like rekindling a lost flame or something. And then at the end, it says like um, she threw deuces at her baby daddy while I pulled out the driveway. So obviously she ends up leaving her baby daddy to be with her old flame. I think that's what it's about. I should reread these lyrics because I saw it as, oh, it's the end of the night. We're at a bar. Yeah. And we're just going to fuck. Like, you're well, yeah, like prowl. I didn't see it as like two people that were ever together before. It's, I see that. And, and also, I thought this a story element was something, some lyric he said about the bartender. Oh, the bartender looks as though he knows the girl says that. Um, but that's just. I guess I'm just taking from personal experience. It's kind of like the bartender looks at them like, okay, they're going to fuck. Yeah. But then the the whole lyric of like, here we are again. It don't got to be the walk of shame, baby, uh, something, something, something. But uh, the here we are again is what made me think it was a rekindling an old flame. See, I thought it was just like two people that like hook up a lot. Yeah, that, that too. That, that, could be, <laughs> that could be it too. But uh I guess she ends up leaving the baby daddy for him, or at least temporarily. She's like, fuck you, <laughs> throwing up the peace sign at him. So it's a love song. I think so. <laughs> I think so. And I th- I also just, I really, what do you think of the sound of this song? Do you like it? Um, it Admittedly, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Mm. Um, You know, it, it, it was cool. Uh, you know, let me look at my notes. I, <laughs> I didn't write a lot of notes about, like, what I thought about these. I wrote yeah. notes kind of, like, on the stories mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. So, I, lo- like, for this one, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, walk of shame. Uh, you know. Yeah, but, walk of shame. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I think a lot of songs that, a lot of songs on this playlist have started out at bars or diners yeah <laughs> i feel like that's how a lot of <laughs> songs start spend time yeah and then it ha- goes into love or, or hook up or something like almost all these songs have bars in them um a lot of them do yeah yeah I, my next one doesn't oh what my is next it? pick is all too well by taylor swift good i was like i hate i was like i hate taylor swift not gonna like this but that good lyrics i'm like uh, i'm late on the taylor swift party a little bit where like i didn't listen to red when it came out Mm -hmm. and like admittedly i got into this song because the lead singer of the wonder years did a cover of it and i was like i'm gonna check it out and Mm -hmm. now i'm like oh this song ruined my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i you know this this is again just like a breakup song and like it kind of runs through all these different like 
moments in relationships where, you know, it's, it really kind of runs through everything where it's like, everything's good, everything's great. And there's like, <laughs> there's a moment on the genius page for this mm-hmm. where it talks about the line, you almost ran the red cause you were looking over at me. Yeah. And it says, this is perhaps the most romantic line in history. And I'm like, slow your old 14 year old <laughs> girl that wrote this. <laughs> um, but also like, you know, it kind of is where it's like, he was so infatuated by her that he almost literally killed them in the moment, uh-huh. which is, true i get that but Mm -hmm. the fact that like it kind of runs through all this and then you get to the bridge and it's like it's like what happened did we get lost in translation this was a masterpiece and then you fucked it up Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh you know this runs through the whole gamut of the relationship and then it's got that cinematic moment where it's like but you kept my old scarf Mm, yeah yeah yeah. i think uh I think this was a really good song. And, and yeah. there was a part about them, like, kissing in the kitchen or something. We dance around the kitchen in the oh. refrigerator light. Yeah, that was fucking... Great that was literary. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really... I liked this one. And I think the whole concept of falling out of love is very sad and very interesting. Oh, yeah. And, like, when, when you see somebody falling out of love with you... Um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sally just laughed for, for, for the record. Not that it's happened to me like five times, but when you see somebody <laughs> falling out of love with you, you remember those moments where it's like, oh, you know, they almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> they almost ran the red because they were looking over at me. Yeah, you always remember like what happened with that. I yeah no I get that yeah and like I don't for me this just ended up being like uh, I the the Dan Campbell cover came out like maybe like a month after I went through my breakup mm-hmm. so like I just like the night that came out I got wasted and I had work the next morning uh-huh. I was stayed up in my kitchen till like three in the morning drinking just playing that over and oh, over again man. and like weeping and it's it ruined my life yeah. <laughs> um oh. but yeah the fact that like you know, she keeps coming back. She like looks back on these moments fondly where it's like, you know, your mom is showing pictures of you on a T-ball team and mm-hmm. things like that. And you're just like, Oh, I have all these beautiful memories. And then you call me up again just to break me like promise. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's fucked. And that song's fucked, but I liked it, it a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's go into your next pick, which is a little bit more upbeat, which is we are young by fun. Second eye. I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. My lover, she's waiting for me just across the bar. My seat's been taken by some sunglasses, asking about a scar. And I know I gave it to you months ago. I know you're trying to forget. But between the drinks and subtle things, the holes in my apologies, you know, I'm trying hard to take it back. So if by the time the bar closes and you feel like falling down, I'll carry you home tonight. We are young. So why the fuck I thought to pick that but uh it's yeah it's another song in the bar so it's like his friends are getting higher than the empire state in the bathroom 
then he goes out, sees a girl, and then there's a lyric that's like talking to a sunglass, pair of sunglasses asking about a scar. And ever since I was younger, I've always pictured that as her literally talking to a pair of animated sunglasses. <laughs> Instead of, I know it's like literally right. like a guy in sunglasses, but like I always picture her like looking down at the counter of the bar talking to a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> and then it's like, need to get my story straight. I don't know what this song's really about. See, I see it as like a couple that like maybe broke up or maybe have hooked up, have always been like a, a maybe they will, maybe they won't. Yeah. And like they're at a bar with their friends one night and like their friends are doing coke in the bathroom, mm-hmm. which like when the song came out, I didn't realize that's what that was a reference to. I thought no. they were smoking weed in the bathroom. I, s- I still thought they were smoking weed until right now. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> in the bathroom right. getting higher than the Empire State is that, probably doing coke. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you know, let, let's hook up, even though our friends would be against it. I mm-hmm. thought it was very, like, Barney and Robin-esque, hmm. like How I Met Your Mother-ish. Uh-huh. But yeah. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Fun fact about this song. I love everything about it except the chorus. What's the chorus is? Tonight. Oh, yeah. We are young. Yeah. So let's set the world on fire. You know what's funny about that lyric is that me and Peter Clark Deutsch um, have a LinkedIn, and uh, we made the headline of it. Um, let's set the world on fire. No, it's uh, our headline for our LinkedIn is two young graduates seeking third for entry-level position or something. And then on our bio, <laughs> at the end, we put the, the lyrics to the chorus of... <laughs> <laughs> this song. <laughs> oh. Yeah, follow our LinkedIn, Aaron and Peter. Are you, did you guys make a legit LinkedIn? We did. I forgot if I add it. I'll add you guys. Is it yeah. Aaron? Oh, I'll it's find Aaron it. and Peter. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll endorse you guys. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, we we actually it was for. I'll do a little promo here. It's for it was for a bathroom break article, which is a part for of the, the web. Read. It's a what. The lunch read, yeah, the lunch yeah. read satirical offshoot. We wrote that article. Cool, yeah. nice, nice. Let's roll on in to my next pick, mm-hmm. uh, which is "Elephant" by Jason Isbell. She said, "Andy, you're better than your past." Winked at me and drained her glass. Cross-legged on a bar stool like no. said, Andy, you're taking me home, but I knew she planned to sleep alone. I'd carry her to bed, sweep up the hair from her floor. If I'd fucked her before she got sick, I'd never hear the end of it. She don't have the spirit Just drink our drinks and laugh out loud. Bitch about the week. Um, this was good. This was. I, I saved this. Oh, Jason I Isbell's great. I, yeah. I recommend looking into more of his stuff if you haven't. He, uh-huh. He's awesome. Yeah, this is a song about cancer. Another song about cancer. Mm-hmm. Also set in bars. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think that like just Jason Isbell's such like he's a great storyteller and a great lyricist. Mm-hmm. And I think just kind of the idea of, like, caring for someone when they're sick Mm -hmm. is 
complicated and you know watching I'm kind of fortunate that I haven't watched people people die inappropriately mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. like the only people I've really lost have been my grandparents mm-hmm. and like you know not that like you know not that any well my one grandpa was very old but like mm-hmm. you know they were all relatively sudden and like you know it wasn't or like i was too young to really understand like mm-hmm. when my grandmother had breast cancer i was like oh i don't totally put two and two together right but then like watching you know you sit in this bar and like it's pretty much all that you have mm-hmm. and you're just like we're going to sit and drink away the the pain of you dying and wasn't it about how they were almost together once or well, something y- yeah he's got that great line where he's like if i fucked her before she got sick i'd never hear the end of it yeah and it's a little bit like you know and like y- a lot of this is like her kind of being like come on i'm dying just fuck me mm-hmm. and him being like you know if if i'd fucked her before she was sick it, it would it would never have worked and he's like but she is someone I have to care for. But what what is that line even about? I always took it as they were always kind of a will they or won't they sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just never that into, uh, you know, he was like, a, oh, we should just be friends. Okay. And then she was sort of like, uh, you know, she was like, come on, come on, let's just do it. I won't really feel anything. Mm-hmm. And then she got diagnosed and he was like, I'm going to like... I'm gonna be here for you, mm-hmm. but we're still never gonna be a thing. That's oh, how I interpret okay. it. Okay, yeah, but that's a very character-driven story. Yeah, there's a lot of thought. This is one <laughs> I've heard Jason Isbell say in interviews. He's like, you know, that's that's a song that I can't uh, I can't joke during if I'm mm-hmm. performing it on stage. He's like, I can't go make a joke mm-hmm. to like my drummer and yeah. <laughs> you know giggle as I'm yeah, saying a line. Right. He's like, that's something I have to be present and serious for. Right. And I don't know. I really just we're trying to ignore the elephant in the room. Is a yeah. powerful line. That is very true. I was surprised to hear him say like fucked her because the song was so soft. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. It's very serious and you would uh, yeah. But I, I think that uh, I love Jason as well. He's one of he's like one I'm of my favorite look into song, him. songwriters. Like he's he's one of the best like lyricists I think working mm-hmm. today. Like mm-hmm. you know just as like thoughtful and like you know makes country music that's progressive, which mm-hmm. I like. Where he's kind of like I'm gonna call out bullshit as I see it, mm-hmm. and I I dig that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna check him out. Hell yeah. Um, I recommend going to Cumberland Gap. That's a fun one. Okay. It's like a little bit more like upbeat and fast. Cool. So let's go to your next pick, which is Holland 1945. Yeah. 
other album on two forty-five. Well, the other day, um, I was playing. I was pretending to play the banjo, holding a tambourine up to my face, and I said, "On video, the only girl I ever loved was born with semen in her eyes." So that is that the opening line of this? No, it's oh. uh, <laughs> the only girl I ever loved was born with roses in her eyes. Okay. But I said semen because semen stains, stains the mountain. The mountain. Yeah. Well, so the episode coming out on Wednesday of this week, I talk about Communist Daughter with Frankie oh. Becerra. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's a good song. But so this song is obviously story-based because it's about the Holocaust, right. this whole album. Um, and him being in love with Anne Frank. Uh, one evening, 1945. Uh, yeah, no, this song was intense. It's like crazy how, I don't know if you did the same thing because you're from like the neighboring town as me, but like we used to just jam out to like, and then they buried her alive. And like, it's so sad. <laughs> and we used to be like, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't get this is a bop. I didn't really get into the song till I was in like college. Okay. So like, yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, I get the it, yeah. It's so upbeat, but it's very intense and brutal. You know, it's it's an album about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I dated somebody who uh, is like into psychology and whatever, and um, he's doing a research paper about how. Wait, actually, I probably shouldn't say this. That's probably not allowed. I don't. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. No, because <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been pub- it. it hasn't been published. Okay. Yet, so I was yeah, gonna say. Mind. Okay. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so anyway, but it's like interesting how, how I will. So it's interesting how upbeat songs can have really depressing lyrics, but they still make you happy because of the beat. That's true. I yeah. feel that. And yeah, I feel like that's important with mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. You know, people always are like, this song sounds so happy, and then it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's roll into my next pick, which is not a happy song and doesn't sound it. Okay. <laughs> Atlantic City by Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Now they blew up his house too Down on the boardwalk they're getting ready for a fight Gonna see what them racket boys can do Now there's trouble busting in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble out on the promenade And the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty And meet me tonight in Atlantic City Well, I got a job and tried to I liked that. It was uh, it said on the genius thing that it was about um, like a guy joining the mob. Kinda, yeah. I I think there are different ways you could read it. Where like I kind of also read it as like someone that's just like hard up for cash. So he's like, so I'm gonna like I'm gonna go do some shady shit mm-hmm. out in Atlantic City. But yeah, could be joining the yeah. mob. He could yeah. be joining the mob because he's hard up for cash. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't know. I kind of like. It's kind of a hype track, too, where yeah. he's like, you know, put on your makeup and <laughs> dress your hair up pretty mm-hmm. and meet me in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. I liked this song yeah. a lot. I also saved this uh, one. Uh, you should also check out the live version of it uh, because, like, do you know this album at all? No. So, like, 
Nebraska Bruce recorded when he was like hella depressed. Mm-hmm. So like it's all just like him with an acoustic guitar and like I think there's maybe piano and harmonica, mm-hmm. but it's all just him. It's like Connor Oberst's um, salutations mm-hmm. um, or ruminations, whichever the one he did okay. alone was. Yeah. Um, and like it's all kind of bleak and apparently there's a full band version that exists but has never been released Mm -hmm. but when he does this song live it like maximalizes it and Mm -hmm. it's so cool Mm -hmm. it's like punk as shit i love bruce so like where this is like a super emo album it's Mm -hmm. like much bigger i I see yeah i haven't i haven't really gotten into him because i was never into like you know the classics. Yeah. I don't know if it's classic rock, but it it's just yeah. like I don't know why I just never branched uh, into it. But I really like this song a lot. I wasn't either. Um, I probably didn't start listening to Bruce till I was like twenty two, twenty three, mm-hmm. and like I've kind of fallen head over heels in love because he he's a good storyteller, mm-hmm. and like you realize that a lot of his stuff is like pretty like punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Born to Run, in my opinion, is the first pop punk album. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah worth checking out but uh let's keep on rolling along into your next pick which is piano man by billy joel I'm like, I'm like, Billy Barr? <laughs> I'm like, Piano Bar? What's this called? <laughs> but yeah, it is set in a bar. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of memorable uh, lyric-y lyrics, poetic yeah. lyrics, like uh, making love to his tonic and gin. I'm always like, why do you say tonic and gin instead of gin, gin and, and tonic? But also making love probably means like he's just like putting his straw into it. Oh, I and always like hitting against ooh, the that's ice. That's a good way of thinking. Of it. Yeah. I always thought of it as like savoring it, like drinking it slowly and like. That's what I used to think too. Yeah, I also when I first heard the song when I was really young, I thought he was saying tonic engine. <laughs> and I asked my parents, what's a tonic engine? And they were like, it's a drink. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's funny. This song this song has such a story to it. Like, there's yeah. so many different characters. I love, you know, uh, they're sharing a drink they call loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. Yep. That's a great one. Yep. I, I always kind of felt a kinship to John at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I Real estate novelist. Real estate novelist is a great one. Yeah. Where, it's you know I, I feel like I talk about this a lot but like when you spend a lot of time in bars and the same bars and you see the same people over and over again mm-hmm. 
you know, you start to realize different characters and like different aspects of their li- lives that might be depressing, or maybe they aren't, or maybe they're mm-hmm. gonna get out someday. You know, are you thinking of Snugs in New Paltz? Um, I didn't spend a lot of time in Snugs to be so like the bars in New Paltz weren't like the bars I spent time in, like the way that I I didn't spend time in them the same way that I do now. Okay, where like. I feel like now I like haunt the bars that I spend time like, in. Like where? Where do you go? Like like Lucy's or like uh, Foley's or Foley's like One Hundred Five Ten. Yeah, um, Foley's is probably the best example of like what that is. Like dive bar. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, when you see the same people every day, you're just sort of like, okay, you know, like like people that are like performing at the music open mic that mm-hmm. like work like maybe on Wall Street or something mm-hmm. or, you know you see it with the open mic comedy and shit yeah, like that right. so yeah. yeah 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 i like frequenting bars as well <laughs> people watching dive bars are my yeah. favorite I like like sitting down and like writing. Mm. Like, do that at Lucy's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you do that. <laughs> You've seen me like go to an open mic check, and be like, "All right, sitting at the bar, Danny, can I get a beat?" But uh, let's roll into my next song, "How a Resurrection Really Feels" by The Hold Steady. <laughs> She's sorry, she's been stranded at these parties And these parties, they start lovely But they get druggy and they get ugly and they get bloody The preachers kind of laughed The deacon caught a draft She crashed into the Easter Mass With her hair done up in broken glass She was limping left on broken heels And she said, Father, can I tell your congregation How a resurrection really feels? this one uh, i'm glad yeah. this, the hold steady are like they're very like mountain goats ish just mm-hmm. like with louder guitars mm-hmm. <laughs> um i i this is like the conclusion to like kind of a concept album and it's just kind of about like it, it takes a lot of the religious imagery that i like and it just sort of like it likens it to like drug and alcohol abuse and like Mm -hmm. punk rock and it's like yeah she got fucked up and like then eventually had to be like she's like i've been baptized and born again and Mm -hmm. instead of it being like i was baptized by like confronting myself it was i was baptized by doing lots of drugs (laughs) yeah that's kind of i can relate (laughs) yeah and there's like a lot of like good imagery in this where it's like she says I've laid beneath beneath my lovers but I've never gotten laid. Mm. <laughs> Damn. It's a good one. Yeah. A lot of poetic uh lyrics in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Craig Finn's good at that. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, uh there uh, I could have picked any song from mm-hmm. this album really. Um a lot of hold study songs just cuz like he does that. I'm going to check them out too. They're good. Co- cool they're a good band to like get wasted to <laughs> like absolutely to like i go to see the hold study once a year and mm-hmm. it's like always like one of my drunkest nights of the year because <laughs> like 
they play at a place that the beers aren't that expensive and like usually pregame it a little bit and then it's just like, all right, this is how a resurrection really feels. <laughs> do you um do you remember the concerts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. I, I I've had certain ones that are blurrier than others, but right. yeah, I I do a pretty good job of remembering them. That's good. I haven't been to a concert in a while. There just haven't been like bands out that I wanted to see. I've like I've just spent so much money recently on like the big reunion shows. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna like fly out to Chicago for MCR, and nice. I just bought tickets for Rage, um, which I'm like, I'm stoked about, but I'm also like, that was a lot of money. How much? <laughs> it was like three hundred dollars oh for God. two. Which did you? Um, what about uh, Bright Eyes? Are you at all interested in that? I'm not a big Bright Eyes guy. Like, I I dig some of Connor Ober's stuff, and like. I, I like the Bright Eyes songs I've heard, but I'm not, like, head over heels mm-hmm. for them. So, like, I just never, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not bothering going because I'm like, you know, it's just going to make me sad. So <laughs> I don't want to pay $100 to be sad. That's how I it's usually. like I could be sad for free or I could be sad for, like, a $6 bottle of wine, you know. Well, that's going to be me when I go to see uh, My Chemical Rope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've spent so much money. I'm going to feel sad. I mean, gonna everybody's going to be with you. That's that. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be right up front at Rye Fest. <laughs> but uh, let's bring this on home with your last pick, which is Tears Over Beers by Modern Baseball. I found myself annoyed by a syndrome of sorts in my bones. That girl who's next to me. Wait, next, like right next to me. She found herself bored to tears. She realized if she wanted conversation, she's for three more years When I moved away from home 100 miles or so I knew a change had grown Inside my awkwardly long limbs and bones That girl who's next to me She's friendly and thoughtful and quite awfully pretty But all she has to say Classic. Uh, yeah, Talk so about. it's about, it's about, a, it's all about the song a lot. So it's about a guy who likes a girl, but she likes, oh, what's that lyric about what he is? Some it's meathead. Meathead uh, er, something. It's, I'll pull him up. It's, um... I I always remember some meathead themed monologue. Yes, a um, meathead themed monologue on why Brad ran, ran away. away. So she's hung up on this other guy who's like a meathead and saying like he ran away, but the truth is she's in her head and she's thinking like he ran away. It reminds me of the concept of twin flames, which I'll just get into for a second because it's really unhealthy. <laughs> it's like two people, it's a spiritual concept where two people are one soul together and one of them is the runner and one of them's the chaser so one of them's running away from the intensity of the connection that's what people say and one of them's chasing but in reality it's usually the runner who's saying oh bad timing or something else is a narcissist or abuser or just like doesn't want to be with the person and then the other person's like oh it's part of the twin flame journey like i have to chase them so this kind of reminds me of that um, whole concept. 
of like he's chasing this girl who's chasing somebody else. Um, and I actually stole the line Tears Over Beers in my book because I was like... It's a good image. Yeah, it's a good image, and I was just kind of... Whether it's a nod or plagiarism, we'll find out. I'd, uh, I'd say it's a nod. Yeah, it's it's meant to be a nod, but uh, it's... So, yeah, that's what this song's about. She's, like, chasing after this meathead who left her, and uh, she thinks, like, oh, he just ran away, he's afraid, or something like that. I always thought there's two ways to see this, where it's, like, the guy constantly chasing, like, the same girl. I also thought of it as, like... A guy being like, when I was in high school, I really liked this girl, and I was too afraid to ask her out. So then, mm. like, she ended up with this meathead named Brad. Yeah, that that too. I think. But then he gets to college, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna be more confident. I'm gonna be more confident." And then he tries to hit on a girl, and then the same thing happens. Wait, really? What? That's I, that's I my interpretation. What, what part do you think that is? Um. Well, I always think of. Let me pull it up again. Uh. Well, the fact that he's like, when when I moved away from home 100 miles or so, oh. I knew it. Ch- that's where I'm yeah. like. When I moved. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I also kind of like, too, the little, like, literary touches that they give this song to, where he's like, her face starts to shine when that meathead behind me is grinning as he's checking her out. And then yeah. they just scream, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. It's it's so All good. I can hope for is you to get better. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's like, is it about the girl getting better and getting over this guy, or should you just stop chasing? I think it's both, yeah. really. Um, I also like. I think that like, I don't know. I I, I like everything about this song. It's it's like song. a classic Mobo song. I, I love sports. Sports is great. Um, have you ever seen the videos of them doing acoustic in Philly? No, but I feel like I saw them do acoustic when they opened up for the Menzingers Maybe. when I was in 11th grade. They, they like, they did a show once. It's like professionally shot and everything, and I think it's all on YouTube, where they did sports front to back, just all acoustic. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so great because when they do this, too, like, you can tell they're not going to do the, oh, come on. But then mm-hmm. the whole, it's like a basement <laughs> show and everyone just goes, oh, come on. And they I giggle. It's great. It's great. I saw, I saw them do sports front to back uh, when I went to their f- one of their farewell shows in Philly. Oh, okay. um, And they, they opened it by doing sports. Why is it f- farewell? Did they break up? They're on indefinite hiatus as of right now. Oh, did they have like a falling out? Um, Jake, well, they were originally going to go on a tour and then Jake said that he was having some like anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. So they called off the tour and then a few months later they were like, we're going to do a weekend in Philly. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Not going to go. But then like people were like, these are going to be the last shows for some time. So yeah. So damn. And like Jake has Slaughter Beach Dog, uh, Sean works for a beer company and also has steady hands. Uh, Ian plays in Slaughter Beach and no one knows what's going on with Bren. Okay. Um, but so, and uh, you know, I, I think there's a possibility they'll come back sooner rather than later. But even if they don't, I think that it's kind of okay. I don't know. I saw yeah. Mobo a lot of times. Yeah, too, I've seen they, them like three or four times. I think. I think I've seen them five times, something like that. I've mm. seen them... Uh, Webster, Webster, Wonder Years, Brand New, Farewell. Yeah, five times. <laughs> brand, new, uh, brand New is good with uh, Modern Baseball. It was Modern Baseball, Front Bottoms, Brand New. 
And Brand New was doing Devil and God all the way through. That's perfect. It was like such a good tour. And then Jesse Lacey got outed. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I can't listen to Brand New anymore. But in the moment, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I forgot about that. Yeah. Damn. We're not allowed to listen to Brand New anymore. Mm-hmm. Problematic. Damn. Damn. But I think uh, my friend said he went to that concert. Uh, it was it was a good one. Yeah. Well worth it. But let's bring this on home with my last pick, which is Virtute, The Cat Explains Her Departure by The Weaker Thans. Do with the rain Leeching Loamy dirt And the way the back lane came alive Half moon whispered go Missing steps in the street And your anger pleading In an uncertain key Singing the sound that you found for me When the winter took the tips of my ears Found this noise really good yeah is this a cover because uh i saw a lot of a lot of different ones when i looked it up on spotify um the original song virtute the cat a plea from a cat named virtute has been covered a lot i Mm -hmm. but the weaker thans were the originals okay um and this is a follow-up to a plea from a cat named virtute Mm -hmm. um there's like three parts to this where the lead singer on his last solo album did a final part called virtute at rest Mm -hmm. uh which is also very good um i also know a comic that has a viva virtute tattoo (laughs) and i hate cats really (laughs) uh i don't hate them but like i'm allergic so like i you know if i have i avoid them if i can (laughs) but like i i think that this is just a heartbreaking song Mm -hmm. where like having the original where it's like virtute is like come on be better Mm -hmm. feel better about yourself and then this one him being like look you still hate yourself so i'm leaving Mm -hmm. it's it's sad yeah it is sad but But i thought it was really poetic too it is i liked it yeah yeah. And it's it's all told from the perspective of a cat, which I enjoyed. There were a lot of weaker than songs I could have picked. Um, this was a lot of like me checking off boxes, like yeah. which artist <laughs> do I need songs from? Mm-hmm. But I I also like the way that like he he really kind of rationalizes like the way a cat would think about things where mm-hmm. instead of calling it the na- his name, he calls it the sound that you found for me mm-hmm. where, cause really that's all a name would be to a cat. That's that true. Cat, it doesn't think, Oh, my name, it thinks pitch. Well, not even, p- yeah, but like the string of syllables. Where yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, when they make that noise, that means me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like can't vocalize that in English. And I don't know. Like, I also end up thinking about Mark Maron because mm-hmm. he's got his cats and he has his cat that ran away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like he memorialized it by screaming, Boomer lives, even though that cat was probably eaten by a coyote. Oh, no. Um, and Vertute was probably also eaten by a coyote, mm-hmm. if we're being real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
but him just kind of being like, yeah, my cat ran away because I'm a depressive alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Sad. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a jam and I love it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I'm going to also check them out. They're, they're cool. Yeah. I recommend them. But yeah, uh, that's that's all of them. Aaron, thank you for doing this. You got to go in like three minutes, so let's wrap up. Uh, thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug at the end here? Um, just follow me on Instagram, Aaron McLaughs. Check out my Hard Times page. Um, uh, be on the lookout. Just check my Instagram because I'm going to be promoting uh, Jump Kick. Right. And um, the satirical side I'm doing with Peter Clark Deutsch. Yeah. And come so. see both of us at the Roast of Peter. Yes. Uh, yeah, you've told me some of your jokes. They're good. Thank uh, you. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and I'll jam out with you next time. Bye. Yeah.